Go. Welcome back to the Venezuela's podcast brought to you by the Who You Know Network. We are proud members and glad to be supported by the Parade Deck community. Remember, don't drown to see a transition. Grab the Vet SOS Lifeline. We are here for part two with Chris Lancia. So excited to get into this next one as well. We just had a great time talking about a wonderful program in the state of Tennessee. Now we're going to get into an organization that is uh, across the U.S. helping veterans and just doing amazing things for the community, uh, the Travis Manion Foundation. Uh, as always, I'm here with Eric, my co-host. Eric, how are you doing today? I am blessed beyond what I deserve, my friend. Uh, I, I do. I'm glad that you highlighted though that this is a second uh, episode with Chris because I want everyone to understand that's why we're all wearing the same clothes, right? It's <laughs> just this is not the only thing we own, right? We're we're okay, right? We don't need assistance. Uh, we just we just recorded in a row. So now, nah, dude, I'm I'm excited. This is you're right. This is a, an organization that is near and dear to both of our hearts, um, all three of our hearts. Uh, but it is um, it is nationwide. It is something that's helping a ton of us out. And so I'm excited to to dive in. Thanks for being here, yeah. brother. Again, after we just restarted part two. <laughs> um, so quick quick bio: Chris is a 25 year uh, uh, U.S. Army veteran. He's currently serving as a Tennessee Governor's Veteran Fellow working on military and veteran initiatives for the state of Tennessee. Uh, as we learned in the last episode, Chris is actually still finishing up part of his transition, which is amazing. Uh, but that program, if you didn't catch the last episode, you definitely need to go back and check it because uh, that, that's just an amazing program. But Chris has done tons of work with veteran service organizations and he is also a graduate of the george w bush institute stand to veteran leadership program and the travis Manion foundation spartan leadership program and is the co-founder of grid square of recon llc which aims to create a sense of belonging for military families by collect connecting them with the communities surrounding military installations and serves on the board of directors for the two raven foundation a veteran focused equine therapy nonprofit. chris is married he and his wife sarah have two children and in his free time because after reading all that, I know you just have a ton of free time. <laughs> Tons of free uh, time. <laughs> yeah. He enjoys woodworking, photography, and spending time in Tennessee's many beautiful outdoor spaces. So glad to have you back, Chris. How are you doing? Uh, awesome. I appreciate you guys having me for two episodes. So, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're double dipping here. Oh, absolutely. So this one is really focused on the Travis Manion Foundation. Uh, we're going to jump right into it. Um, and if people want to hear a little bit about your transition history, they can go watch the previous episode because I want to jump into Travis Mannion because I also want to hear a little bit about uh, the Grid Square Recon LLC because yeah. um, you hinted a little bit about that in the last episode. And I think that's something that it's very important. So let, let's start with Travis Mannion Foundation. Tell us a, a little bit about the organization, how you got involved. So uh, Travis Mannion Foundation is uh, so it was formed in honor of uh, Marine First Lieutenant Travis Mann, who uh, gave his, his life in Iraq in 2007. And so, uh, Travis, uh, and true to kind of the, the organizational mantra, which is if not me, then who, um, Travis actually, as, as the story goes, just before his uh, the deployment on which he was killed, uh, he went to a he was an Eagles fan, he's from the Philly area, and so uh, he went to an Eagles game. and while they were leaving, his buddy says, uh, hey, you know, if I were to give you a little nudge and you trip down these stairs and you hurt yourself, you wouldn't have to deploy. 
right? And uh, you could save yourself that, that trouble. And Travis's response to that was, well, hey, you know, if, if I don't deploy and someone has to go in my place, right? And they're likely not as prepared as I am. They're not as well trained as I am. They don't know my Marines the way I do, right? And so not only have I taken kind of the easy way out for myself personally, but I've also set the people that rely on me up, um, you know, for a more difficult challenge by, you know, taking myself out of that mix. Um, and so that led into the, if not me, then who, right? Uh, being able to look at that. Um, and so after Travis was killed, his family was looking for a way to honor his memory, but also, um, you know, utilize that mindset of giving back to others and, and that responsibility. And so they formed the, the foundation. Uh, and so the Trasmanian Foundation, what we do is uh, we ask or we empower uh, veterans, active duty service members, first responders, and Gold Star family members to serve as mentors to youth. And we do that in a variety of ways, but the, the keynote program is called Character Does Matter. And it focuses on the 24 character strengths and helps uh, you know members of the youth community to kind of look at the areas of those 24 character strengths where they might use them the most and then the ones they might you know not use as much and help them find balance there um, you know but they're also getting the the, the positive role models um, you know they're getting to a better understanding of, of kind of how they tick intrinsically and, and are able to then look and go okay how do I interact better with other people you know um, you know it's Sean and Eric it's like I know a little bit more about you guys, you know, a little bit more about me, the chances of our interactions being more positive increase, right? right? And so that's right. Like a large part of it. Um, but for the mentors, it also becomes something that is a purpose piece, right? Yep. Because, you know, it's one of those things where I, I want to do something. I don't know what that thing is, right? And so it provides that opportunity for them to leverage, um, you know, their skills to get in there and not only have the, the individual self sense of purpose, but being able to know that they're giving back to building a better community uh, long-term. So it's a really unique mission. Um, and, you know, the, the folks that get after it uh, do some incredible things. Uh, and I think it's something that for a lot of us, we can also put our face on that understanding of wishing we had some mentors like that. Right. And maybe it wasn't me, but maybe it was a friend of mine that I know that could have used it, you know, but we can easily turn that face around and go, man, like I could have utilized this when I was coming up to, to probably make some better decisions in my personal life as well. Um, so it's just, it's an amazing program all the way around. That's definitely true. And I didn't realize that you guys use the 24 character strengths. That, that is one of, I, I haven't heard many organizations using that at all. Um, what, what was, what, what was the reasoning behind specifically using that? If, if you happen to know, I, I don't know if you do know the, answer or that just drove the the character does matter program so yeah and, and honestly i i don't know the background of why they they chose to do that um but i mean i, I can say it, it has made a lot of sense and it's allowed them to tie in you know with some folks in terms of the positive psychology you know things like that and being able to understand that um you know and what we've been able to do here because you know, we live in uh, just outside of clarksville tennessee so we're right by fort camel um you know and so on fort camel we've got the the 101st uh, airborne division uh 160th special ops aviation uh and fifth special forces group and so all events that are very heavily um deployed sent to training activities things like that so you know service members that spend a lot of time away from home and so one thing we've been able to do locally is take that character does matter program and also um develop 
kind of a, a twist on it, if you will, uh, and started working with the, we have a, a Cohen network center locally, and we started working with them doing this. But one thing they identified was a lot of the military families, the bond between the military parent and the children is often a strained one um, because, you know, every time you start figuring like things are going, hey, mom or dad's gone again, you know, and it may not be a deployment. It might be six weeks at, you know, JRTC or NT, you know, but there's a cost of that break in that bond piece. Um, and so instead of just focusing on the youth, being able to focus on the family unit and say, hey, mom and dad, come in here, kids, come in here. Let's go through this character strength exploration together. So that way you have an opportunity to figure out how each other works a little bit better as well. And maybe make that bonding um, experience a little bit more or, or more um, efficient for you so that the family runs a little bit better. Um, so that's been kind of a neat little side thing that we've been able to do here locally. Um, it's taken those character strengths and the positive psychology and allow us to impact the military family as a whole. And I think, and I just want to, I want to stay on that for a second, right? Because I think there's a really Travis Manion Foundation has done with the, with the 24 character strengths has done a really incredible thing, um, and, and maybe I think we've glossed over it, but I, I think I want I want our folks to hear this. You couldn't pay me enough money to go back and be a child, a teenager, a young adult, a young man in today's world. You could there's not a dollar amount you could put on that. We have such an attack on the identities of our children in this country. And there is such an attack on, on who they are and what they come from and, 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 and all this. And I'm not going to get into the, you know, the, the div divisive stuff, but there's such an attack on that. Helping a child understand how their character strengths make them who they are and helping them identify who they are through their character, through that. I think that's, that's the piece that I love the most. I think that's the thing I love the most because I have children. I've got four adult children. I've got two teenagers. Like, I, dude, these kids are struggling. So if we can help them see the benefits, the positive outcomes of their character strengths, how they can be applied, how they get used. You're right. If I'd had a mentor, Dude, there's things in my life that would be completely different than they are today, right? Yeah. Um, and in fairness, where I am today, I wouldn't change. I don't want to change. Absolutely. Right? Because all of my experiences colored the lenses in which I see the world. All of my experiences, you know, put me together the way I am. They made me who I am. So I'm not, I'm not balking at those. But I didn't have that mentor. I had my dad. Who listens to their dad? Nobody listens to their dad. Yeah, now, story. at 47, don't get me wrong. At 47, my dad is 10 foot tall and bulletproof and walks on water, and he's my hero. At 15, 16, 17 years old, at 22 years old, that old man didn't know what the heck he was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Right? My oldest son is 28, and we are finally at a place where he calls me for, like, real advice. And, re and, and he wants – right? So as parents – and I'm just – I don't mean to keep diving down here, but as parents, right, we go from parenting – then we transition, and this is just Eric Brew's opinion, right? But um, we, we go from parenting, and then we transition into coach, right? Because yeah. coaches can still tell players what to do, right? But we're more coaching than we are parenting. And then we kind of transition into mentor as naturally, right? As our kids grow, we kind of transition into this yeah. mentor space. And I think that for those that want to get involved in a program like this, you have an opportunity to help that relationship along and to really have a positive impact on the young people of America, because the young people, and I know this has been such a cliche thing, but if we don't start recognizing it, we're going to fall apart. They are the absolute future of, of what our country is going to be. 
They are the future of what our country is going to become. So we need to start working on their character. Yeah, and I think you're absolutely right. Um, and Travis Main Foundation actually takes that a step further as well. Um, so we, we work on the character piece, but then we also have what we call Operation Legacies. Yes, and you so do. Those are service projects done in honor of a fallen service member. Um, but so we take that opportunity to develop the mind and go, hey, let's talk through how you tick. Let's figure out the character strength piece. But then we also say, now let's cement that by doing an act of service in the community, yep. right? And taking the next step and understanding what it means to be a positive member of society and not just talk about it, but let's put it into action, yeah, right? Um, and so it's, it's been amazing seeing that because, you know, and those things can run from everything from, you know, we've done ones where we're, you know, we're painting a school and building like, you know, planter boxes out front um, to something as simple as say, we're just gonna, you know, we did one last year where we, we gathered uh, Valentine's Day cards uh, for schools, because what we realized was that, so if you have, if a teacher has 30 students in their class and two of them, their family just aren't in a place to be able to, to afford to participate, the teachers aren't going to allow those kids not to participate. They're going to come out of pocket and make sure those kids are included. Um, and so what we did is we collected Valentine's Day cards to take to school so that the teachers had um, a supply closet, if you will, to draw from to do that, right? So it could be awesome. something that simple, but it's that thing of the kids get to see that act of service and see that we're not just talking about this, we're putting these values into action. Um, and we need you to understand that, you know, it's great to talk about it, but it's the getting off your butt and doing the thing that actually is what's going to make the community a little bit better. Yeah. It's to be in the hands and feet, right? Not just being yeah. a mouthpiece, it's being the hands and feet and serving your community. Absolutely. And we talked about that in the last episode too, which is, I think is super cool how that, like how that's starting to tie together, right? With what you're doing over at the fellowship program and what, what we were able yeah. to do for our veterans. And then you start talking about Travis Mannion, but the, the idea is we have to build a community. We have to build and strengthen our community. We have to grow our community. Community doesn't happen through, you know, osmosis, right? You don't get to sit in your living room and watch the football game or watch TV and watch your community grow. If we can't complain about the way things are, if we're not out there doing something. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, and, you know, it's, it, it's, it's funny because I also, uh, when I, a lot of times to transitioning veterans, but also just talking to folks in general, what I usually bring up with that piece of community is, um, you know, Social media is great, right? You might have 500 Facebook friends. Awesome. But do you have five people that on that today on your way home, if you had a flat tire that you could call and they would come and help you change the tire, right? And I think that's where that community piece comes in. You start getting out there. Um, and you're right. Like when we were talking, you know, in the previous episode about getting active in your community, um, you know, and going and serving on boards or just showing up at a county commission meeting, whatever it might be. Uh, but you're building the in-person community that's going to allow someone to go yeah i'll be one of those five that's going to come help you change your tire if that happens to you right um and oh, yeah. so i think you're right that and that's where it comes it's the it's the action that brings that up um you know a, a facebook post just doing something cool isn't going to get you there right you right do the because stuff. because chris if not me then who yep 100 right? i mean if it's if it's yeah. not i can point fingers all day long but if what am i like it's if it's not me then who's it going to be yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I love the action. You got to take it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. Let's talk about this leadership program. I want to talk about the Spartan Leadership Program because it's a really, really cool program. But I want to dive. I want you to give us a real. Give us. Don't just give us a thirty thousand foot view. Like, tell us about this program. Let's go. Okay. So the Spartan Leadership Program um, is a seven month program, and uh, we get together. I think it was four times. Uh, well, 
actually there's two big ones in person. Um, and so uh, the rest of the time you, you do it virtual. So it's kind of, you know, we, we come to where you are, right, to make sure you can participate in this. Um, and the goal of it really, well, there's several goals. But the big one is you're designing uh, a community impact project, right? That's what we're asking each fellow to do, right, uh, is, or is come in there and go, hey, um, here's something that you've identified in your community that you think you can impact. And over these seven months, we're going to help you flesh it out, both with other members of your cohort, but also with some subject matter experts that uh, TMF brings in to have discussions with you. All right. And make sure that at the end of this, you have an action plan that you can take that project. And we're back to the action piece, right? That if not me, then who? And get engaged in your community and get after it. All right. Um, and so uh, it's they do a really good job of curating that cohort and building it out um, to include a little bit of everything. So our cohort, for example, we had a few active duty service members. Um, we had some gold star family members. Um, you know, we had some inspired civilians, um, you know, so it was a little bit of everything coming in there with that understanding of, we get back to, you know, that divide with the civilian military veteran military or veteran civilian. And how do we get over that? Well, you get over that by letting people inside the decision matrix, right? Inside the circle of trust. Um, and so that's part of it too, is bringing everybody in there uh, because the perspectives is what's so huge, right? We might, oh man, here's my opinion on this thing. This is what I think we're doing. And then someone who's looking at it from a completely different lens goes, well, actually, have you thought about it this way? Right. And you're, and it makes your plan significantly better because you've actually thought through some different areas and been able to do a strength and weaknesses and figure out kind of where you sit. Um, so it's, it's a, a very unique program um, in the way it's run. Um, and, uh, you know, it's funny because we get different feedback from different people. Some people have a huge aha moment as a part of it. Um, you know, some people may not. Um, but, you know, for me and like in a lot of things, the big takeaway for me from, you know, the, the Spartan Leadership Program was the people. Right. Um, because it was that that connection, that network, having um, additional people in my tribe that I could rely on, um, you know, folks who had different lived experiences that I could, you know, that, than I did, um, that I could ask questions of when I ran into something, um, you know, and get a viewpoint that's outside my echo chamber. Right. Uh, be able to look at that. So, yeah, I think that was the big piece is the people that, that come out of it. Um, and the the. One of the key elements of it uh, is we spend a week uh, in Colorado uh, with uh, with Brian Chantosh. He goes by, by Tosh, and so um, he runs the, the Crooked Butterfly Ranch out there. And uh, it's you know limited cell service. You're sleeping on cots and tents. Um, you know you're out there. You know in the woods. Uh, you know doing a service project. Um, you know and he's one of those guys where he gets stream of consciousness going and uh, you better have your notebook out. Right. Cause um, there's just like gems coming out all over the place. Um, but that week is spent really stripping away all the distractions of life and having someone help you walk through what you need, um, you know, and, and help you find that thing that you probably didn't even recognize was something you needed at that moment in time. Um, but it's in an area with other people that you trust other people who are going through, they're walking that experience with you, um, you know, and there's there's a couple of moments uh, that I don't want to give the whole thing away because some are, are, are something you have to experience as a part of it. But there's a couple of moments in there um, where, you know, they've got it set up for a very specific thing and put you in an experience where, um, you know, you're tired, uh, you know, it's, it's late at night, you know, like let, you're in the mountains of Colorado and like this moment occurs um, where for, for many people, 
all those things come together all of a sudden. Right. And, uh, you know, it's, we have a guy named uh, Rooster Rossiter, who's a retired Marine and, uh, and Rooster will straight up tell you, like he had an emotional moment, you know, while he was in Colorado because so many of those things came together. And I share his story because he and I talked about this at depth uh, as part of my journey. Um, but yeah, he, he came right out and said, man, there was a moment there where like all of it came together for me and it hit me really hard. Um, awesome. you know, yeah. And it, and it drove a large part of his transition success as a part of that. Right. It, it drove some realization of some things to help him direct what he wanted to do after his service. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's really unique. Um, but you know, again, like I said, for me, the key was the people, but then having someone help you flesh out that community impact project and how you think you're going to make a difference in your community um, and, and really plan that out uh, were the two big takeaways. All right. You, you and I are going to set up a call because I've got an idea. <laughs> All right. So now I know a little bit about the program and I've looked at some of the, the things that go on during the leadership program. Are there any limitations for say veterans that have physical disabilities? No, it's 100% set. Matter of fact, the, the cohort um, that's just finishing up, um, you know, they have a couple folks in there who had some service connected disabilities that they've had to work around, um, you know, and it's interesting because uh, specifically the time in Colorado, um, there were a couple folks who had challenges about some of the things we were going to do. And, uh, you know, Tosh was very open. He was like, hey, you know what? I, I'm going to tell you what you're going to do and you're going to do this thing and we're going to go and, and like, you know, uh, because I think part of it too was, you know, and we talked about this last episode that not being alone, part of it was understanding that you may not be able to do anything, but guess what? You got 20 plus other people that are going to be walking alongside you and are going to help you achieve that thing. Um, you know, like we had one, she, uh, she was straight up that, Hey, I don't think I can make this hike up this mountain. And, uh, and Tosh was like, well, I think you can. Right. Um, and it turned into like other people carrying her backpack, you know, um, folks taking turns, walking beside her and helping her over, you know, like rocks and things like that, you know, in the path, you know, but it became a thing where we were able to respect her limitations while also understanding that, you know, there are other people that are going to help you by lending their talent to whatever limitation you may be facing, right. To help overcome some of those things. So yeah, it was, it's very interesting to watch how it goes down um, and the way that the tribe steps up for each other during it. Um, and, you know, Tosh and his team is very deliberate about making sure that they respect whatever those limitations may be, but also kind of challenging you a little bit to, to not limit your own, you know, um, abilities and go, Hey, you might be able to do a little bit more than you thought you could. Um, and so we're going to help you figure out where that is. And if you can't, that's fine. We respect that. Um, but we also don't want you to make assumptions that you can't do a thing because it's a little scary, um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, you're not sure how you're going to face it because we're here with you. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. So you, you, um, how do people go about getting involved in Travis Manifalities? So if they want to be, you know, is it a volunteer thing? Is it something they register for and, and you know, that they're just a member, you know, how, how's all that work and how, how do they go about doing it? So completely volunteer based. Uh, and, uh, you just literally go to the Travis Manion foundation website. Uh, there's a thing at the top that says join the team. You click it, you go through, um, and you'll start getting emails, things like that. 
your level of involvement is dependent on you know on what you want to do what you have available um the the big term that we hear a lot is you know we want to activate our spartans right and so it's great to be on the main list and uh, but what we hope is that you'll do a little bit more than that you know right and uh, if if you want to be a mentor there's a process to go through that uh it takes um you know it, it probably takes four or five hours there's some online training um, there's a live Zoom call you'll do with uh, with the director of the program um, just to kind of finish out the training, answer some questions. Um, there's a background check involved because if we're going to have you work around youth, we want to make sure that you know we can tell our partner organizations and school systems um, that you know the people that are coming into into their doors um, have been you know vetted. Um, but if we also understand that working with youth is not everybody's thing. Right. So maybe you want to go and lead an operation legacy. And so there's there's a link on there as well, where once you're on it, you can click, hey, I want to lead a service project. Right. And uh, we have people that direct that program that will reach out to you and help you with that as well. Um, we're slowly setting up more chapters across the country. And so uh, the chapter model is the entryway into Travis Manion. And so um, one of the big things like we've seen it here in Clarksville, you know, just having something as simple as we're going to meet for coffee on a Sunday afternoon. Right. It's. Uh, low threat and just come out, meet some people, see if you get along with them, see if this is, you know, part of what you want to be in your tribe, right? Uh, and then go from there and then you can figure out your level of involvement. Uh, but yeah, that first part, literally it's go to the website, click join the team, um, and then you'll start getting information on it and you can, you know, go down that road as far as you want. Okay. Choose your own adventure. <laughs> <laughs> is it choose your own adventure or is it a Mad Libs? That's what I want to know. Like, is it, which way are we going with this? <laughs> I think each person gets to choose their own, right? Like, uh, maybe, maybe a Mad Libs is more your speed. Like, I'll have to talk to our uh, one of our national directors and just be like, "Hey, any idea? Maybe we can throw one of those on the website." You know? There you go. But we're getting Absolutely. close to, to the end here, uh, Chris. So, real quick, can you tell us a little bit about Grid Square Recon and what what uh, you're trying to do with that? Yeah. So, what's interesting is Grid Square Recon actually. Uh, turned into my community impact project. Um, so it originally, I was, I was going down, um, I had chosen to do the, uh, that military connected families character does matter uh, was going to be my, my project. Um, and uh, so Dr. Camille Miner is who runs the Spartan leadership program. And so we were getting close to the end. Um, you know, my wife Sarah and I were exploring this, idea of a grid, of grid square recon and uh and i called her one day to say hey, i think i'm gonna change my plan and uh, she laughed at me over the phone and was like i was waiting for you to do this because i just know your heart know where you're at like i thought this was you know was where you needed to be she's like but i wasn't going to tell you that because you need to determine that on your own right um of what the right answer for you is and so um one thing sarah and i did is we were looking at this and again lean, leaning on my background as a, as a communicator as a journalist you know things like that um we looked at, and I mean, you guys have both had this experience, I'm sure. You get orders to go somewhere, right? You're going to do a PCS move. Um, inevitably, one of the first conversations you have with one of your uh, teammates, you're going to get, oh, man, that place sucks, right? You're like, oh, okay. Uh, so you're like, how bad can it be? And I'm going to go Google it and look it up, right? And so what do I find on the Google machine? I either find information that validates it sucks or information that's like 10 or 15 years old that doesn't actually help me. So now my family is going through the stress of having to move, but then also the additional stress of moving someplace that we don't want to go, right? Because right. all the information we get says this place is not for us. Right. Um, so what Sarah and I are working on, and we, we kind of hit a, a, a 
not really a pause, but we slowed the, the pace a little bit uh, because of the fellowship with the state. Uh, but the goal of Grid Square Recon is to be able to go to a military installation and focus on the area around it. And so um, go in there and tell some stories about local organizations that are working with our military families, um, some of the great things they're doing, uh, you know, and allow people to have more current and more positive information about what's going on in their communities. Uh, and just be able to, to look that up and go, oh, okay, this place actually isn't that terrible, right? My family might be able to do some things there. Um, as I explored this thing, there were some incredible side benefits that came out of it. Um, you know, uh, first and foremost is we start talking about military spouse employment. Um, you know, that's always a concern. But now this becomes a thing where, you know, if Sarah and I go in and we set up an initial area, you know, around, I don't know, say, you know, um, Fort Liberty, right? We go in there and do that. And, and we, we look at it. Now, once that's set up, a military spouse could say, hey, I do content creation on the side, right? Can I work with you guys? Um, and we, you know, we're figuring out the funding model for that. But then it's like, cool, hey, you know, he or she's going to go and do an interview with a local, you know, art studio that does stuff with military kids, right? right? Um, but they can do that at 11 o'clock in the morning when the kids are in school and it works around their schedule, right? So it gives them an opportunity to do that and have that thing coming in there. Um, you know, it builds better connections with the military installation leadership in the local community um, by being able to have a more positive outlook on things, um, you know, better utilization of resources because people are aware of them. Like there's just, there's probably about 30 different side benefits once you go down the, the rabbit hole of it, um, you know, but outside of a couple of things that we found, you know, like a, a a real estate agency that's doing something like this, but it's because they're trying to sell a house. You know, we haven't really found um, much of an a opportunity to do something like this, um, you know, and done in a way that there is no agenda, right? The agenda is literally like, we just want military families to feel more connected to their community because uh, we're always an outsider because we're always moving. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, and Eric, you hit on this earlier, you know, like you get in that PCS itch, right? You're like, oh, it's time to go, right? But I never really dug my roots down because I knew the time to go was going to come soon. Um, and so that's part of this too, is like, Hey, we're not saying you got to dig the roots down, but we're going to try and at least, you know, pre-plant some things for you. Um, so when you get to that community, you know, you and your family can feel like you're a part of it. All right. And enjoy it a little bit more. Um, you know, so, uh, we're, we're very, uh, like we're blessed where we're at right now because the Fort Camel community in Clarksville, Tennessee specifically, they've done such an incredible job of building that sense of community. Um, so it's been great because we can see that we've got great teammates over here um, and kind of have an idea of how we can model something like that uh, moving forward. And, you know, the beneficiary of this are those families that we've all worked with um, that just sit there and they're locked in their house because they don't feel like there's anything for them to do or they don't fit in there. Um, and we try and help them overcome that, you know, and, and avoid some of the other negative things and mental health and things like that that come out of that, um, you know, by being a part of the community. Absolutely. I'll tell you, <clears throat> I think, and this is just me speaking out loud, but like if I would have had you know, grid square recon for every PCS I had right over my quarter of a century of time, I don't know that maybe this setting up my roots here would have been as difficult, yeah. right? If we can get our active duty folks as to, to, to get involved with this organization, to, to, to utilize it, right. To, to put it to work. Um, yeah. I think one of those great, you know, you said there's like 30 or 40, probably there's, there's probably a hundred side effects that are incredible, right. Benefits. Yeah. Um, but I think one of them really can be this service is going to come to an end. 
there, Absolutely. it is going to happen. There's not a, there's not a, there's not a life where you serve indefinitely. Right. And so understanding for your family, what it means to put down roots or be a part of a community or, you know, and like you said, when you're PCS and dude, you can't, you're really not putting down roots, right? but you, you can learn how to be a part of a community yep. and you yeah. can practice that and practice makes permanent, right? So you keep practicing how to be a part of a community. And then when it comes yeah. time to make that a real thing, maybe it's not so difficult. I love it. Okay. I need for our audience to know the best way. We know, and I know we did this last time, but what's the best way for our audience to get a hold of you? Yeah, the LinkedIn, and it's on the scroll at the bottom. That's the, the best way to, to grab me on there. You look me up right on there. Um, feel free to shoot me a connection request, um, send me a message, whatever. And uh, yeah, we'll get chatting about it. Um, nice. But yeah, I, I, I love the opportunity to be able to, to share the story here with you guys and love the work you're doing. Um, you know, just like we talked last time that this drives that sense of community of understanding that, you know, no matter what's going on in your life, you're not in an isolation chamber, right? Like, yeah, we're here, we're ready to help. Right. And so um, I think what you guys are doing is so important in that realm to keep people tied in that way. I appreciate you, brother. I've got two pages of notes written. Um, I'm going to be setting up a call with you. I've got some ideas. I think that you and I can do some cool collaboration stuff. Um, so I'm going to be reaching out to you for that call. Um, and besides, not, now we're friends. So, um, Sean, any final thoughts? Yeah. First of all, I want to apologize for only allowing like two minutes to learn about Grid Square Recon. Uh, I honestly think we need to bring you on for a third episode to just talk about that because I think the community impact is huge with that especially if you're getting the commands involved and if you can get that thing to to go worldwide to communities like south korea and in europe yeah. i mean that that would just be huge because that's the biggest question mark when people you know pcs overseas um so yeah i definitely want to talk to you again about uh coming on just to talk about that i, I would love to hear more about that and dig in the weeds is, yeah, is chris gonna be our first trifecta he, he could be he could be <laughs> my goodness so thanks I'll, for coming on. Everybody. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, hey, Chris, again, thank you so much for coming on and spending quite a bit of time with us um, talking about a couple of great organizations and, and, and some incredible opportunities. Um, I appreciate your heart for our community. Um, genuinely, brother, like it's, um, it's humbling to be around people who actually care about people. And I think that's what you exemplify. I think that is what, you know, you and your family have just done an amazing job of, of walking the walk and not just talking the talk. So thank you, my friend. Um, I look forward to collaborating with you in the future and figuring out how we can, how we can best uh, affect our, our communities, um, local, state, and, and national, right? Um, so thank you. I appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Okay, that's it. That is two episodes down with our friend Chris. We are going to get out of here. Everyone, it has been a pleasure spending some time with you. Uh, make sure to follow and subscribe to us on YouTube and your favorite uh, podcast platforms. Thank you for joining us on the Vet SOS podcast. And remember, don't drown in a sea of transition. Grab that Vet SOS lifeline. We'll see you guys later.